You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. Beautiful people and welcome to the Sega Lounge. Even those that are just beautiful on the inside. I love you. Anyway, welcome to Radio Sega's The Sega Lounge. I'm KC, I'll be your host for the evening as per usual. Uh, this week we have an awesome show. Uh, this is the last show before we take a quick break, a quick like one month break perhaps. Uh, and we're closing this uh, you know, section or this phase of the season in style with a very interesting interview with Mustin, co-director of the Game Chops Spin Dash 2 album. So if you're enjoying Spin Dash 2, it's out now, you can get it. Uh, or if you're just curious about it and want to learn more about the game, about the album, about the tracks, you can check out the interview coming up in a few minutes on the Sega Lounge. Apart from that, Join us on Discord, that's where the magic happens during our shows, so just go to radiose.ga slash discord and join us there to discuss what's happening on the show and other stuff that you want to talk about. Join us there for some fun times or tweet at Radio Sega as well, hashtag the Sega Lounge or just at Radio Sega. Um, Let us know you're listening, let us know your thoughts on the show and all of the crazy stuff that's happening today. We have the news this week, we have Memories of Sega, and we even have a review. Yes, we have our own review of Valkyria Revolution, out now in all territories. It has been uh, out in Japan for a while, but now it's also out uh, in Western territories. So if you want to know about that game and our thoughts on that, uh, please, you know, Stick around, we have the review of Valkyria Revolution coming up in a bit. But, but, let's start with the week's news. So it's my pleasure to introduce you all to our good friend and sweet soul brother, Shedded, with this week's News Desk. News Desk Hello there. I'm Shadden and welcome to the news desk where we'll dive in on all the latest news in the world of Sega. And boy, this week has some strong news from three grand franchises. Sega has announced a new spin-off in the Total War series, aptly named a Total War Saga. These series will focus more on pivotal historic events rather than a whole historical era like it's commonly done in Total War games. The first game's director, Jack Lusted, in an interview on the Total War blog, picks up examples of standalone expansions of bigger releases, like Napoleon or Attila, and how they only lasted a few months or decades, and in a specific geographical area. Sagas will, and I quote, fall on from previous Total War games and inhabit the same time period, or at the very least relate to it, but these are certainly Total War games. More news about this spin-off series will be coming soon. While not a new announcement, Shamu 3 got its much-needed development update since E3. 
After thanking everyone for the feedback after delaying the game in the last report, EaseNet has plans to make an appearance at this year's Gamescon in Cologne, Germany in August, updated their game logo, and gave a sneak peek to three new characters in development. As a reminder, Shenmue 3 is now slated for 2018. In regards to updates, I kinda have gripes with some of them. Platinum Games now has a second Twitter handle for its Japanese audience. But what makes this an interesting, and again, a griping for me, piece is an artwork designed by Yusuke Hashimoto that was embedded in the announcement tweet. It features a mirrored bayonetta in a blue and red background in her outfits from her first and second games. But, although this wasn't intended as a hint, in my opinion, the background color schemes also represent the Joy-Con controls from the Nintendo Switch. This could either mean nothing at all, or it's a small hint that Bayonetta's 1 and 2 could be coming to the Switch. For our second news desk poll this week, would you want Bayonetta on the Switch? Yes? No? Do you even prefer Afterburner Climax? Vote on Twitter right after the desk. Virtual on Ontario Tangram and Radiant Silvergun, despite not being able to play them back in the day and for me, were amazing looking games for the Dreamcast and the Saturn, respectively. There were also smash hits on the Xbox 360 as a part of the Xbox Live Arcade. Now, thanks to the power of backwards compatibility, you can relive these games on Xbox One. While Silvergun is technically a treasure-owned title, Sega did publish the original arcade version and ported it to the Saturn in 1998. Both games are available now. Sega Forever has had a questionable launch. From weeks of amazing press kits and teasers, the new mobile service launched with some performance issues in my opinion, but some titles were still playable. Danny Russell, mobile games community manager for Sega, conducted an interview with Segabits and answered some burning questions about the service, especially how they tend to port Saturn and Dreamcast games to mobile. It's a very interesting read, and the full interview is live at Segabits. Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology was supposedly slated for the PlayStation Vita. According to an interview to the game's director Mitsuru Hirata, in a Games Limited Edition artbook, the game was planned for development on another portable device, quote-unquote, years before it got suspended due to the development of Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. After finishing that game, they resumed development of the remake, but on the 3DS instead, stating that it had a, a larger user base than the other platform, quote-unquote. Which means Vita was used by no one. <laughs> Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology released on the 3DS in Japan on the 29th of June, and will release in North America and Europe next year. Although this week was filled with content on the world of Sega, it has been really slow on the terms of extras from the community and around Sega, but we'll cover them nonetheless. After their announcement a few months back, Senile Team has started a development vlog series related to their latest game, Intrepid Izzy which, if you remember, it's a Sonic and Mega Man-inspired platformer coming to Dreamcast and PC. The first episode shows the game running in the set Dreamcast, as well as showing senile team head Hoel van Masbergen's gaming setup. It also focuses on the colorful and imaginative world of Izzy, and details various development tidbits, which, for game developers like myself, are a must-watch. 
China Animation is opening more Sega Joy Palace across the nation. According to Sega Nerds, the company announced their plans to open 100 to 150 Sega Wonder Force in the next few years in major cities of China. This comes after the huge success of Shanghai Joy Palace, which opened in February last year and has reported a revenue of approximately $28 million. Converted, of course. Although I do want that kind of money one day. This is it for this week's News Desk. I've been chatted, and you can follow Radio Sega on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at DarkwindBT, and on Twitch at Darkwind underscore. See you all soon! Thank you, Shedded, for the week's news. Shedded will be back when the Sega Lounge returns from break in August. However, however, uh, after Shedded recorded this week's news desk, we got uh, something new, something else that we just have to share. So this is Radio Sega, we're all about the music. And Sega just sent us a, a, a press release regarding the main theme to Sonic Forces. Indeed, and so we already knew about the instrumental version, okay, but now we have uh, a sample of the main theme called Fist Bump. Yes, Fist Bump. Uh, <laughs> featuring the vocals of Doug Robb of the rock band Hoobastang. Here is the sample that Sega released earlier today the main theme of Sonic Forces Fist Bump. it fist bump the main theme of sonic forces uh, with the vocals of doug rob of the rock band hoobastank and obviously composed by tomoya hotani in sonic forces as the press release stated players will experience fast-paced action as modern sonic catapult past perilous platforms as classic sonic and use powerful new gadgets as their own custom hero character. The game will be available for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC this 
holiday. So let us know your thoughts on this uh, new main theme, Fist Bump. I like the title. I like if uh, you know at least I like the title. The title is amazing. Fist Bump. <laughs> I can see you know myself playing this on Radio Sega, and here it is from Sonic Forces. Fist Bump. That's a great title. Anyway, that's the week's news. And now it's time for our review of Valkyria Revolution. Afterwards, we'll play the first request by our guest, Mustin, of Game Chops and co-director of the new album Spin Dash 2, a remix album entirely dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog music. And so let's play one of the tracks from that album that he picked for us to play today, Curly's Planet Wisp. But first... The review of Valkyrie Revolution, so coming up next, Planet Wisp by Curly, and then we'll come back with Mustin in this week's interview on the Sega Lounge, right here on Radio Sega. Europa is at war again. Jutland and the Ruzi Empire face each other in battle, and Valkyrias are caught in the middle. Should you pick your Ragnite-infused weapons and join in? This is Radio Sega's review of Valkyrie Revolution on the PlayStation 4, Vita and Xbox One. Instead of being a sequel to the critically acclaimed and fan-favorite Valkyrie Chronicles, Valkyrie Revolution is both a prequel, as it's set before the events of the Chronicles series, and a spin-off, since it introduces graphical and most of all gameplay changes to the original formula. You're probably familiar with Valkyrie Chronicles. It was one of my favorite games of the last generation, and I was happy to play the remastered version that was released for the PS4 last year and the PC not long before. That being said, a new game in the series was obviously something exciting to me, and I was thrilled to get my hands on Revolution. But let me be clear, this is a different game. Sure, it borrows a few elements from the original titles, such as some story elements, some of the strategic aspects of gameplay and the setting, but you're now in the presence of a more action-oriented RPG. The first thing that is worth mentioning is the story. Being a Valkyria game, it's obviously story-heavy and that'll be evident from the get-go. In fact, I don't really know how long it took me to start playing the game after I started it. I believe I had to endure 30 to 50 minutes of cutscenes before I could actually gain control of my character in battle. While it does get better as you progress through the game, it can be a little off-putting to those who just want to jump in on the action. The story is pretty good though. You're taken to 1853 EC when Jutland, heavily inspired by the former nation of Yugoslavia I believe, is facing off against the Ruzi Empire, obviously Russia. You take control of the Venergand, a mighty squadron in the Jutland army led by Moody Captain Amleth Gronker. Your squad is composed of several characters, each with distinctive looks, personalities and classes. Some are more likable than others, but there's something for everyone here. Obviously there's more to the story than that, including the motivations of a group called the Circle of Five or the Five Traitors, but I'll leave that for you to find out. 
The gameplay is not your usual turn-based, strategy-heavy fare. In Valkyrie Revolution, you take control of a squad of four characters and have free reign over their actions, much like an action RPG. There are still a few strategy elements, like the so-called Battle Palette, allowing you to select secondary and special attacks, but it's all pretty straightforward and fast-paced, which is good. My main gripe with this is that it's usually a bit on the easy side, apart from the occasional boss battle or special enemy. But as you progress through the story, it all gets more interesting and, in my experience, quite addictive. Another minor concern is how sometimes, in certain maps, you can get a bit confused not knowing exactly where to go next. It doesn't happen all the time, and it's certainly not a very big deal, but it happened to me every so often and I kinda wished for some extra visual indicators. One last thing, the permadeath here isn't too permanent. Sure, some least important characters can die permanently if not revived in time, but you get to keep their stats and all the game does is offer them a skin change of sorts. A shame really, I quite like this aspect of Valkyrie Chronicles. Graphically, while not as groundbreaking as Chronicles was when it first came out, the new gouache engine does a good job in conveying a similar feel to the other games in the series. Some character models have flaws and some of the textures are a bit meh, but overall it's a decent looking game, being a great looking one at certain points. The art direction here reminds me a bit of another Sega RPG, Resonance of Fate. Finally, the music. And it's great. I mean, it had to be. The composer is Yasunori Mitsuda, who's worked on games like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, Xenoblade Chronicles, Stella Glow, and even another Sega RPG with a great soundtrack, Sands of Destruction. My only complaint is that the amazing opening track, Asia Revolution, is only less than 1 minute and 30 seconds long. I want more! This is amazing orchestral stuff, people, and it's available to request on Radio Sega. Get on it! So what's the verdict? Is Valkyrie Revolution worth getting? In all fairness, I would say it depends. While I'm really enjoying it, I can understand some of the complaints, especially by those that expected something a bit more similar to Chronicles, or by those that have no time to waste on the really long blocks of cutscenes. I would say that the new approach to the gameplay is both a bold move by the developers and one that makes you wish you had longer battles and less cutscenes to go through. But after my initial oh my god this isn't the Valkyrie I know and love reaction, it won me over and I keep wanting to go back for more. If you're new to the series, I'd say give it a try. If you're a fan like me, expect something different. But unless you like this style of RPG or you're really desperate to try it out, I'd say wait for a price drop, even if it's already cheaper than most new game releases. One final note, it's a shame that this didn't get the promotion it deserved, especially in Europe, where Sega decided to let Deep Silver handle the publishing, which they did poorly. But even in the Americas, all I saw Sega do was to share some videos about the soundtrack. Truly a shame for a game that deserved more public recognition. The Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat.
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. And this week we've got a, an awesome interview for you guys. So we have a very special guest. Uh, it's Mr. Mustin. Hello, Mustin. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the Sega Lounge. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, and so you're here, as we've uh, been announcing for the past few days, to discuss Spin Dash 2, Game Chop's uh, latest album, Sonic-related album. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, would you like to tell the people a bit about yourself, uh, what you do, and stuff like that? Sure. Um, my name is Mustin, and I am a co-founder of... Um, a, a video game music record label uh, that used to exist called One Up Studios, yeah. and I'm also co-founder of the video game music cover band The One Ups, that is still active and performing. And I have done, I don't know, over a hundred video game music arrangements at this point, and a little bit of uh, composing for some small video games. And I also make uh, original music and have used to run a recording studio where I produced a lot of original hip-hop music. So I've done all kinds of stuff over the years. So music's your life, basically. Yeah, music and pizza, probably. <laughs> Not exactly in that order? or Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe the rolls are up there. Pizza first, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need to eat good pizza in order to make good music, perhaps. It really does help. <laughs> okay, so first advice advice of the evening. Um, <laughs> so if you want to make good music, eat good pizza. Uh, okay, yes. so let, let it, let's talk a bit about your your history with video games. So uh, you we were chatting before starting the the interview that you were not really a Sega kid, right? Growing up. Yeah. So. I think a lot of kids probably had the experience of uh, growing up with a, a best buddy that had the opposite system, mm -hmm. or at least I hope so, because it was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so in some sort of form of a friendly rivalry, um, I had a Super Nintendo and my buddy had a Sega Genesis, mm -hmm. and we just continued to argue about uh, which one was better. But we always played each other's systems and had a lot of fun. So that was how I got exposed to Sega and playing Sonic and one of my favorite games of all time, which is Streets of Rage 2. So, uh, uh, and I didn't play like Toe Jam and Ertl until much later, but it ended up being a favorite. Um, but I did listen to a lot of music whenever I got into video game music um, when I became, I guess, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> And I like a lot of, of uh, Sega music. It's very interesting, and I love the FM sound. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, what uh, made you want to to get into the into music and in video game music, uh, especially? What, was music it playing? Was pretty video games and in video game music. Was it was it part of it? Yeah, I guess so. I don't really know why I retained music so much i guess it's just a natural talent um uh just being able to hear stuff and remember it mm -hmm. um definitely not math equations or anything useful but <laughs> i can remember music in fact one time i remember i 
I remembered the song from my childhood and I could not remember, I didn't know what it was called or anything, but I ended up sequencing a little bit of it and, and I called up the radio station and I said, hey, do you know what this song is? I can't figure it out. And I played my, my little uh, MIDI version of it and the person listened to it and they thought for a second, they said, oh, that's Joe Jackson. The song's called Steppin' Out. And sure enough, I went and looked up the song and it was in the exact same key and everything, which was really bizarre to me. (laughs) But I started playing saxophone in sixth grade because I thought it would help me get girls. And (laughs) the first day they handed me a saxophone, I just started learning it. I just started playing it. The first thing I started playing, like I heard it through the grapevine. It's only three notes, but that bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, I just I just picked it up and I learned the whole book in a night and I was just hooked on music ever since then. And so I, I played some of the stuff that I would hear on the radio, like a hollow notes was a big inspiration for me because there was a saxophone sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like in the song Maneater. Uh-huh. But um, I, I just say? love how probably some people who are listening to us are too young to know what that is but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i lost my train of thought um so yeah that's how you got it so by the way did you get any girls because of the saxophone yes much later but i did <laughs> <laughs> i did make friends though it was cool because i learned it in sixth grade and then that year after that i, mo- I moved to a different city and they didn't have middle school they had junior high And I had already started playing saxophone, but in that town, you had to start on a clarinet before you could play saxophone for some reason. So I was in the bigger kids' band, and I was like the cool kid because I was able to play saxophone. As cool as you could be in a band. <laughs> but it was, at, it was at that school where in junior high, even though I was playing like, um, like I was learning like little pop themes and stuff, that's when I started to like learn to arrange stuff. And I remember, I think the first thing that I ever did And I wish I still had it. And I wish, you know, this was before like smartphones and all that stuff. So there was no way to really capture it without a big expensive rig. But I had written a clarinet quartet of the Magus theme from Chrono Trigger. And I just made the people in my class play it for me so I could oh, hear it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I did a couple of little things like that. Um, but then once uh, I got out of high school and I got a computer that's when i discovered uh emulation and the site overclocked remix at the same time mm -hmm. and then i started playing these games that i used to have like Mega Man 3 and saying holy moly this music is really good and then i'm going to do my own arrangement of it and that was back in the year 2000 and i've been doing that ever since awesome awesome okay that's that's amazing so advice number two want to get girls We're friends. You know. <laughs> Music's the way to go. Uh, th- this is a, a very inspirational and educational show tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, hashtag SEG Education, as per usual. Okay. <laughs> so, Mustin, as you said, um, you were mostly known by, at least for, for in, in the SEGA community, or uh, in, in the, the SEGA, uh, Radio SEGA listener base, Um, mm. for the one-ups and for um, one-up studios and uh, so how did you get involved with Game Chops for this album? Uh, Game Chops is run by uh, Chris and Chris is DJ Cutman mm -hmm. and DJ Cutman 
uh, I saw him at a convention in um, the Washington, D.C. area in the United States called uh, MAGFest, mm -hmm. which is a big mecca for people around the world to come to and celebrate video game music and video games and stuff. Yeah. And so I've known him for a long time, but we were just chatting and he said that I should I should do some stuff for the for the label because I've been listening to the label uh, Game Chops and I love it. And so I reached out to him and we had a nice long phone conversation after we all got back and settled and he said that he would like some help uh, directing some albums because it is a lot to do and I've done it a lot of times through uh, one-up studios and with the one-ups and all this other projects I've worked on so I said sure let's do that and so he threw um, Spin Dash 2 at me <laughs> and asked me if I could direct it and I said absolutely so we started gathering the the talent and uh, I I helped them I helped them get it done okay so what exactly uh, was your your job so to speak in this salon so he uh, did spin dash the first time mm -hmm. um, the first album and this time he said let's let's talk to some of the people from first album and see if they want to do anything and then I'd like to hear from this person this person this person and then he got me into discord which I had never used before and so everybody was in there and it was a big party and people were chatting and sharing memes and stuff and so I <laughs> started making a <laughs> spreadsheet and uh, I started making a spreadsheet and just seeing like who wants to get on he said he made a channel for it and said this is what we're gonna do and, and Mustin's gonna be the point of contact and um, y'all y'all make some music and so I just you know got with everybody and found out what it was that they wanted to do and and help them uh, help them remember that the deadline is coming up yeah <laughs> and uh, just kind of kept track of everything and I would just report to Chris and tell him hey this is going on or DJ Cutman we lost somebody who do you think we could replace them with mm. so stuff like that okay so the the fun part then <laughs> yeah yeah the, the administrative part um, yeah. I got to know some of the people I'd not really talked to hardly anybody on the uh, in the talent before I, I, I was uh, unfamiliar with them as people some of them I've heard their music because I like it but I hadn't really talked to a lot of people but it was cool and I got to meet people and um, help with the track list and uh, got everything organized and it was a lot of fun awesome. that's always nice so uh, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the original album but you probably so you weren't involved in, in the, the first one but uh, do you happen to know if the, the original idea was to have more than one Spin Dash album or if this, this second one the idea for this second one came you know recently because the first one was successful I think uh, I think Cutman is uh, just, a, just a fan of the Sonic musics um, I don't know if he really intended for there to be multiple ones but the second one just kind of happened naturally because the first one was a success and uh, and a lot of the people in the game chops family are 
uh, infected with Sonic Mania. <laughs> so they are <laughs> Sonic fanboys and fangirls. So uh, it just kind of just kind of happened. Uh, so he was like, let's just let's just do this. And, and since he since he brought me on to help uh, facilitate some of the administrative work, it would be a lot easier for him to help make it a reality. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Spin Dash 2. People are listening to it. People are liking it. And uh, who knows? There could be a Spin Dash and Knuckles coming up. Yeah. Spin Dash 3 and Knuckles. Don't forget the 3. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the 3. Or maybe maybe you can do like a Spin Dash CD. Ooh, of some sort. Spin Dash R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go for those as well. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I've been listening to to the album um, so for the past weekend. So we're recording this, by the way, full disclosure on Monday, uh, and the interview is airing on Radio Sega on Thursday. So I've been uh, listening to the album throughout the, the weekend, and one thing I I have to say is this is one funky album. Okay, so that's my my first <laughs> thought when I when I think of Spin Dash Two. So um. Was was there a, were you were you guys so you and and Chris and the G Cutman did you like a define a general direction people would have to go uh, or to follow with the album with the tracks or did you give them you know full freedom to do whatever they wanted with the uh, with the tracks they they composed for the album or they arranged. Well, I agree with you. Uh, listening to the first album and listening to this one, it's definitely, it's definitely more funky. I wish I could take credit for that because I do love to make a lot of funky music. Um, but really, it's just uh, everybody just do what they want. And I don't know if like uh, just the whole music universe is kind of veering back toward the funky stuff like with Bruno Mars and Tuxedo and uh, Thundercat like that. there's a lot of cool funky stuff coming out right now but I don't know it just it really is funky and it's cool and no we didn't really give people a specific uh, guidelines I think maybe maybe he said You know, let's spin dash, make it fast, but I don't think anybody really adhered to it. They just made some <laughs> really jamming tunes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, can can you tell us a bit about, uh, you know, or would you like to just talk about some of the tracks or anything, anything that you'd like to highlight from the yeah, album? Yeah, it's, um, there's, it's, it is interesting uh, what, what they ended up doing and somehow, I like how it's cohesive as an album and I like being involved in the, uh, the track list, uh, process, helping find stuff that flows together. But, uh, I, like I said, this is like the first time I've heard, or I t- like talk to some of these people and, uh, and getting to know them and stuff. But I've known, um, blind for a long time and I just, Absolutely love his uh, Starlight Starbright track. Definitely. And then he recently came out uh, with the longtime secret that he's been Steven Silo. 
Uh, and that Marble Zone track that he did is just fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's just so good. And I, I really am interested in that idea of like, as blind, I've been listening to him for years. Some mm-hmm. of his tracks are just, I've, one track in particular of a of a, uh, of a Bowser theme, like his, just, I think it's one of the greatest video game music arrangements. He's just so really, he's just so good. And what, the thing that's so interesting to me is that his alter ego, Steven Silo, <laughs> Uh, is so different and, yeah. and that is such a cool thing to me I, I would like to be able to do something that doesn't inherently sound like me because both my <laughs> wife and son say that all my music sounds the same even though I try to do different genres and stuff <laughs> I, I use some of the same tricks and whatnot but I was also I love uh, Grimecraft I'd never had a chance to talk to him before and uh the, the I just love his stuff and like I love his aquatic ambiance arrangement that he did from Donkey Kong Country but I think that this Chemical Plant Zone is it's just one of the best video game tunes it just really is it's so good and I I don't think I've ever heard like a bad arrangement of it just because it's just such a good <laughs> composition yeah and his uh, his track uh, his version of it on this album is just absolutely stellar. Also, I've never heard um, Breakbeat Heartbeat, but I checked her out, um, the track 14. The, do you say Chow Garden? Do yes, say? Chow. Okay. Yes. Chow Garden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did a, they did a track, uh, Chow Island, they call it Chow Garden. Um, her and DJ Cutman did a track uh, that uh, I really, really liked it a lot. I like how she does like these fast drums and chip sounds, and she's got a lot of counterpoint going on in the background. like. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It's very busy, but it's very chill at the same time. And And speaking of chill, uh, Curly uh, did uh, Planet Wisp from Sonic Colors. And Mm -hmm. that track is just... It's such a good driving at night kind of music. I love it. I like it a lot. But what I was most surprised with, and, and you know, I know Game Chops. I've been listening for a long time. Um, they they're just they're putting out quality stuff, and it's all like dance EDM like up tempo stuff. But I, I just kind of was like knocked on my butt when I saw that uh, the last track on the album. I had no idea that this came out of nowhere from DJ Cutman. He said, "Oh hey, last track on the album is going to be this." Uh, Sylvester did a version of the Hydro City. And I was like, okay. So it's Sylvester, I don't know if you say dragon or dragon. 
uh, I have no idea. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sylvester Dragon Jr. Yeah. Uh, is a pianist from mm-hmm. New York, I think, and um, has this great solo piano version of uh, the Hydro City Act Two from Sonic Three. I just I kept waiting for like the big drums and stuff to come in that I would normally hear from a game shop's track, <laughs> but it just never happened, and I was just I was I was just amazed. They're like this is really cool. This is this is different. Like people are going to be um, super into yeah into having something different like that. And it's a great way to, to just uh, like bookend the, the the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just like something totally different. I think. Mm-hmm. Even the the title itself. So yeah, yeah. I, this, I dare um, people to to uh, say this. Les, les dauphins <laughs> de la du secret, perhaps. Yes. So it's probably something like the dolphins of the secret aqueduct. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So if my French yeah, is correct, something like that. So yeah, but it's 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 really it's really great. Yeah, indeed. Okay. So, any anything else? So, uh, w- one thing I, I'd like to mention, by the way, is uh, I was uh, comparing the the two, the list of artists in both albums, and uh, only five people came back. So, it's got a lot of new talent here. So that's um, I think that's that's good as well, right? So it it keeps things fresh as well. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of people that I I didn't know of. Uh, yeah. Actually, so that's that's also nice. I like like to uh, listen to you know new sounds and new people. So that's that's awesome. But we we got uh, Blind Flexile, uh, DJ Cutman, obviously uh, Rob Kittier and uh, Micah coming back. So all awesome mm-hmm. awesome mu- musicians. A um, few of them uh, good Radio Sega friends. So that's always nice to have yeah. uh, well known well, you know, people on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Grimecraft was on the first one. He did uh, City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, and then uh, Tetra Case is uh, like a little super group of uh, four people Box, pi- box Plot, um, Mega Flare, Celerac, and Elevation. They call themselves Tetra Case, which is cool, but they were on the first one and they did uh, Planet Wisp. On the first album, did. where Curly and did limited it on this one, colors. So. Yes, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I missed that, so I, I was obviously paying a lot of attention uh, when I <laughs> compared the two. Yes, <laughs> and Grimecraft did escape from the city track uh, twelve, mm-hmm. twelve and thirteen. So obviously, I I just went from eleven to fourteen, and yeah, that's <laughs> what I ha- what, what happened. Uh, still, still seven people out of uh, like. Yeah. Probably fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, 16, yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, uh-huh. I think. Sixteen tracks. Somebody at least was. This is their first go around on Game Chops, but I don't honestly remember. But mm-hmm. it, it was nice to see you know, it, uh, that it wasn't all the same, so that it would be you know something fun and different. Though, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I did uh, miss hearing joshua morse i do love mm-hmm. that guy so much he's in one of my groups uh mm-hmm. called bad dudes oh, that yeah. uh, i've done for a long time 
and uh, he uh, he was on the first spin dash, but he didn't make it on this one, unfortunately. Was it was this like uh, also uh, one of the, the decisions that you you guys made to to get new people on the album, or did it just happen by chance because not not everyone I'm, came back? No, I think it just kind of happened. I think um, I think it's about who was around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DJ Cutman's done a great job of getting everybody involved in the uh, Discord server. It's super active. It's a lot of fun, and there's all the people that do music, and then um, there's the art people, and 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 just everybody's just hanging out. So it's a kind of a matter of like who's hanging out, who's who's at the ready. Um, that people kind of just, you know, stood up and, and said, I'm going to do this. So I don't know if there was any conscious effort to, to mix it up. I think it was just like, let's see who's down to, down to spin dash again. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So, uh, I think we'll, we'll take a quick music break. Uh, we've been chatting for a bit, so let's take a, a quick music break. Uh, when we come back, we have more with uh, Mustin. And Mustin, we have a surprise for you. Because we, okay. we always like surprises and we like to surprise people on the Sega Lounge. So um, I hope you're excited. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, he says. Uh, very well. So let's let's play one of your uh, requests, uh, representing Game Chops, obviously. And we'll be right back on the Sega Lounge. So stay tuned. This is Radio Sega playing the best Sega music 24/7.
Radio Sega. Playing the best Sega music. 24-7.
welcome back to the second lounge. I hope you enjoyed that quick music break. And we're here with Mustin. Hello, Mustin. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, it's great to have you here. And we've been talking about um, Spin Dash 2. However, uh, it's time to take a, a, you know, a sidestep and uh, just do something different. Because you're one of our guests and all of our guests. Uh, get a surprise. Yay. Or maybe not. <laughs> so the surprise uh, is something we like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, okay. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, <laughs> so, however, it's not the Sega Lounge Challenge if we don't uh, play the, the the intro to the Sega Lounge Challenge, which you know gets you in the mood, relaxes you. Okay, so let's start with that, shall we? Let's okay. play the intro to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Something nice and relaxing, right? Uh... <laughs> Not scary at all. Uh, scary at all. So, uh, thanks, James Earl Jones, for that. Um, and <laughs> and now it's time for the second challenge. So, as the man said, it can be anything we want. So I thought we're here talking about a, a Sonic the Hedgehog related album. So I mm -hmm. thought, must how well do you know uh, Sonic music? Uh, not super well. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have like a favorite uh, Sonic soundtrack or maybe a, a particular track that you really really enjoy yeah I have several I know the first soundtrack the best uh, Green Hill Zone I can play in my sleep um, <laughs> that's been such a big hit with my band the one ups mm -hmm. uh, we've done it so many times we did a we played at a wedding um, oh, nice! And, uh, yeah, we played more weddings than any other video game band. Uh, though I think the Super Soul Bros are close, are slowly closing mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> um, but uh, we did play a wedding um, in a uh, like a like a barn type thing, and um, in Tennessee, so it's kind of country. Awesome. And we they wanted us to play green hill zone and we did it in like a country music style just on the spot it's the one it's the one <laughs> tune that we know that we can do any kind of style because we know it so well so i do love i do love green hill zone a lot awesome. and and now i'm, I'm I, I just have to you know take a quick break and, and play a bit of this <laughs> So yeah, I think this will be the the soundtrack for the next few seconds. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> um, so Green Hill Zone is a really iconic, right? So, uh, but, but the, my question was, how well do you know uh, Sonic music? Because you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm the co-director of a, a Sonic album, and yeah, but. It's it's another to just really know Sonic music. Uh, <laughs> would you say you know it 
Black Backwards. Um, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be interested <laughs> to see. Maybe some of the stuff. Okay, so what my, my, my suggestion here, my challenge for you is, I have got two sets of um, five 10 second long clips of Sonic music played in reverse. Uh, some of our original okay. uh, Sonic songs from, from the games, and some are uh, remixes or arrangements, okay? So okay. what I want you to do is to listen to this. So there are um, it's sets of uh, five 10-second long clips played in succession. So uh, try to listen to them carefully. I can play them twice if you want to. And try to identify... Uh, the tracks, or at least the games, if you can, okay. And for okay. Each, for each of the, the each track that you get correctly, you'll get one point, and we'll see how well you do uh, at the end of this. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> no, but let's do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> okay. So ready for um, play number one of the first set? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this then. So three, two, one. Here it goes. Some of these are quite easy, I think. So, <laughs> thoughts? Thoughts? So far? Okay. Um, Would you like well, me to play them again, or just... Uh, no, let's see. Yeah. I, I think I know three of them. Okay. Um, the first one mm -hmm. is my arrangement from Sonic R, which is Supersonic Racing. How presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the third one, mm -hmm. I, I might have to hear that one again. But man, it sounds really good in reverse. It almost <laughs> sounds like it's a, like a normal, like it's a normal tune. Mm -hmm. I was impressed by that. The other one, uh, I think the fourth one maybe, mm -hmm. is my arrangement of uh, the Lava Reef. I think. Man, it's all and, about you. It's all about you, isn't it? Was, the last one was uh, Final Zone in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm -hmm. So, man, that second one, though. Is... Let's play. I, I don't have the, the individual tracks, so I, I, I need to play the whole thing again okay. if you want to. Let's do it. Okay. But as, as you listen back to this, would I really... Uh, choose two of your arrangements would it be you know would i be so you know i don't know it, I, I think it would be too easy just saying i don't know let's <laughs> let's listen back to uh the first set of in reverse tracks okay <laughs> 
Second one, it sounds like uh, it sounds like the Super Soul Bros, but I don't know what what it would be. But I, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it does it does it does sound like he used two of my arrangements, but uh, I, I don't I don't know. And I never did figure out that third one. It just sounds too good going that way. It sounds too good going backward for me to figure out what it is. Okay, so. So your, your final answers uh, are the, the same ones as before, as in, as in, um, <sighs> yeah, in, in terms of so. one, four, and five? it's me, and then it's me, and then it's uh, the final zone. So much you, <laughs> so much you. I don't know. I, are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's... But those will be my final answers for those now. Those are your final answers. That's good. So I, I like your resolve. So let's... Uh, let's Take a listen to the tracks uh, played not in reverse then and see what All happens. Right. Let's go. So obviously number one was your own supersonic racing. Awesome. <laughs> number two was Honeycomb Highway from Sonic Lost World. Hmm. This is Aquarium Par uh, Park Act 1 from Sonic Colors. Nice and chill, Lava Reef by a certain Mr. Mustin. <laughs> and Final Zone from Sonic 1. Okay, well done. So you've got a three out of five. Not bad. Not bad. Not so bad. Mi so what missed the, the, the two, the, the, the most recent ones, actually, right? Sonic yeah, Lost World. What, what is that World. second one? What was uh, the second one? Honeycomb, Honey Honeycomb Highway from Sonic Lost World on the Wii U. So. Okay. I'm going to write that down. I like the way that sounds. It's, it's a great track. It's a, great track. it's a good soundtrack, though. Uh, there's a lot of hate for the game, but uh, the, the soundtrack, as usual, is uh, is amazing. So yeah. Okay, so we not bad, not bad at all. Uh, we do have uh, another set of five songs, though. So do you think <laughs> you're you're ready for this? Not at all. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so this is set number two of in reverse tracks. <laughs> Oh, 
Interesting. Wow. What say you, Mr. Messon? Oh, crud. Um, <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> okay. So uh, anything here that stands out? It's just so interesting when you hear the guitars in reverse on the fourth <laughs> one. It just sounds like it's going forward, but the drums are going backward. It's just... I am not going to know what that one is. It's probably something from one of the Sonic Adventures or something that I don't really know too well. Um, I've got some really loose ideas, so let's do it one more time, and I'm going to try to type it while you do this. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Uh, so let's let's play this one more time. Three, two, one, and let's do this. <laughs> hard <laughs> it's fun but it's hard <laughs> so the first one mm -hmm. golly <sighs> i think it sounds like sonic 2 but i'm not entirely sure but i don't know the name we can have a you know just i'll just, I'll just game game or track so sonic 2 do what we we just need one so game or yeah. track Okay, we're gonna say Sonic 2. Okay. Um, Sonic, the second one is my arrangement of Sonic Boom with my friend William Reyes. Really? A third one? That's the just third too one. Obvious. It is, but I don't know the name, and I'm not entirely sure which game it is. I, but I think. No, no, no. I, I was just saying, uh, third, third uh, track by you, so. Oh, third track. I, I right, think that's gotcha. that's a bit too obvious. But you, <laughs> yeah, you're a lot of hours listening to those tunes. <laughs> um, so the third one, I think it's the Sonic one, and I'm not entirely sure what it's called. Maybe Casino Nights. Is that in the first one? I think it, the forward though goes da 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 da. 
I can't remember what that's so called. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. So uh, there is a Casino Night Zone level, uh, but it, that's in Sonic 2, though. Okay. So is Dang it, it Sonic 1 or Sonic 2? <laughs> <laughs> or is it All Casino right. Night Zone? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go for the first one, Sonic 2. I'm going to say Sonic Boom, my arrangement for the mm-hmm. second one. For the third one, I'm going to say Sonic 1. Mm-hmm. For the fourth one... I don't know, so I'm just going to say Sonic Adventure 2, and then for the fifth one, I can't remember it at all. I don't know what it sounded like. We've gone too far, so I have no answer. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone too far. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so these are your final answers? Sure. Okay, so would you like to listen to this one more time, or can we just... No, let's just do the forward. I'm so anxious to find out. Okay, so let's see how you did, how well you did on this one. So let's play the tracks not in reverse. First one, Sonic 3, Hydrocity Zone Act 1. Yeah, Mustn and William Reyes, Sonic Boom. Sonic 2 Casino Night Zone Ah (laughs) This is Sonic Adventure Open your heart Sonic Adventure 1 And this is Sonic Heroes Seaside Hill So this so this was close. was weird because it, it was so close but yet so far. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you got one right this time. Um, so the 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 third one was actually uh, Casino Night Zone, but you said Sonic One. I, I, I did. I, I did. I did tell you there's a Casino Night Zone in Sonic Two, but yeah. So uh, and then Sonic Adventure, not Sonic Adventure Two. So so close, so close, so close, so close. So close. Uh, but it was really, really close. So I think, still, I think you deserve uh, the Sega Lounge seal of approval. Uh, and so that's <laughs> that's what we'll give you. Uh, and there is indeed a seal of approval, uh, as you'll see shortly uh, in the chat. Because, um, you know, that's what we do here. Uh, it's a bit freaky with the, the thumbs, but there, there it is. So I just sent you... Uh, our Sega Lounge seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous! It's it's an actual it. seal. Um, I, I don't know what kind of sorcery sorcery this is, but it, it freaks me out every time. Mustin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for playing the Sega Lounge challenge. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy. So uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's it's really uh, hard. So yeah. Yeah, it's fun though. It's fun. It's to do fun. That it's fun. Stuff. Yeah. Okay, so um, back to, to Spin Dash 2. So um, we'll just uh, ask a few, a couple more questions and, and let you go. So um, where can people find Spin Dash 2, first of all? Well, I know a lot of people like Spotify. It's mm-hmm. definitely on there. And uh, iTunes, of course, still continues to be a big player in the where you can get music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get it on Google Play and on Amazon 
And uh, I think those are the heavy hitters right there. Awesome. Just look for Spin Dash 2. So someone was, was concerned um, and, and told me the other day that uh, they wanted to be able to buy the album and uh, to, no, to give uh, as, as much money as they could to the, the, the artists and not uh, see the, the money they, they spent get uh, consumed by like fees and whatnot. So wh where's mm -hmm. the best place to do that? That's a good, that's a really nice thing for someone to say. Um, honestly, there's not a best place. Um, I think when it comes between iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play, it's all pretty much the same. Um, but, um, yeah, if it does end up on Bandcamp, Bandcamp is always the best place because it's the definitely the most money goes to the artists there. But, uh, This one's not on Bandcamp. Spin Dash yeah. One is, but uh, I don't know if there's plans to release this on on uh, Bandcamp or not. But um, you know, we just like that people listen, mm -hmm. so that's the, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, and I think all the tracks are heading to YouTube, and and a lot of the artists have put them up on Spotify so that you can check them out in their entirety before you buy it, which is cool. But we love the support. Mm -hmm. I've been listening uh, listening uh, through Apple Music as well. It's there as well. Yeah. So Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. So you can stream them. And it's still mm -hmm. uh, something... Uh, if you stream these albums on these platforms, something still goes to the artists, I believe. Somehow, <laughs> something. Something, like a very <laughs> yeah, minimal enough, amount, but something. But yeah, just by the album. When enough people listen to one track... It, It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll generate into okay. a penny and then those pennies will eventually <laughs> gather together to form a dollar you know but so, it takes some time so, so just just buy the album uh, don't be greedy and, and buy the album uh, and, and, and yeah and buy one for yourself and one for your wife or husband and maybe for the pets as well so or friends I don't know uh, yeah so uh Apart from that, um, so a lot of a lot of talented people uh, uh, were were part of this album. Um, are there any plans uh, to do new stuff, new Sega-related stuff that you can talk about uh, in, in the near, in the recent or the near future? Is there something that people can look forward to, or Sega or non-Sega? It's cool if you want to talk about something else as well. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what's in DJ Cutman's head. Um, he he had Spin Dash 2 and another album, a, a Pokemon themed album, going at the same time, and I'm not entirely sure, but I I imagine that uh, with the amount of love for Sega that that people in the Game Chops family have, there might be a Spin Dash 3 and Knuckles sometime. Okay, okay, that's nice. That's nice. So let's we'll let's uh, let's just wait for that. Uh, what about what about you? Um, you know, any any plans? Any stuff? Any gigs that you'd like to to talk about? Any plans for new music or anything coming from your or uh, not, your bands? Not not too much happening right now. It's kind of a it's kind of a quiet time. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to help Game Chops do more stuff and and eventually do some. 
some uh, some music for Game Chops myself. Um, like if there is a Spin Dash three, I would love to uh, submit to it. I do. Mm-hmm. There there are some Sonic tunes that I have not yet done, which um, I would like to do. I'd like to do a we. I did a version of Mystic Cave Zone with my band, but I'd like to do one on my own. And then, um, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, Chemical Plant Zone is just one of the best. This this version that Grimecraft did is just on Spin Dash Two is just so phenomenal. Uh, it's tied with um, the Super Soul Bros as like my favorite version <laughs> of it. They they do a great Chemical Plant Zone, um, yeah. but I'd love to do that. And of course, I just love Green Hill Zone. I know it's the it's, you know kind of a staple, but. Um, it's just so good and I, I do love the Sonic R soundtrack I know I did Supersonic Racing but there's other great tunes on there that I'd love to do so there's a, there, yeah there's plenty of Sonic music that you know still needs some love maybe you can we'll get see. TJ Davis to to sing that uh, would be cool that. but I did give Richard Jakes uh, I handed him my version of his uh, composition that I did of, of Sonic R I said you know I'm so glad you wrote this music and uh, I hope you like my rendition and he said he liked it a lot that was like whew, was like <laughs> 13 years ago maybe 13 14 years yeah. ago I met him in uh, in California and he was a really cool dude he's the guy that wrote the Sonic R soundtrack yeah and a lot of other great soundtracks as well mm-hmm. Sonic and non-Sonic but yeah Great guy, Richard Jakes. Uh, yeah, so awesome stuff, awesome stuff. We, we, we can't wait to, to hear more from you. So, uh, and, and be sure to let us know when when those uh, projects come to light. And we'd love to have you back on the Sega Lounge to discuss yes, that Yes, absolutely. Well. Awesome. So I'm going to have to learn all the Sega music. Y- yeah, and yeah. Oh, and don't forget, you need to do a version of uh, Honeycomb <laughs> Highway as well. So... Yeah, I'm actually going to tell uh, my my friend Robbie, who leads the Super Soul Bros, that about that tune because I think that that they should really do it. Yeah, yeah, th- that would probably fit them. Yes, yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, where can people find you, Mustang? Online? Where, where can people, you know, uh, get the latest news? I live at mustinenterprises.com um, or mustin.net. Will uh, will forward to that mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah people want to check me out uh, I, I do have an album that I put out recently of um, older un, or older out of print things it's called Origins mm-hmm. and it's on all the e-tailers like I, iTunes Spotify uh, Google Play I don't think I don't think there's any Sega stuff on there but um, still no there's some cool stuff yeah <clears throat> So go yeah, check I'm, that out. I'm looking forward to doing some new stuff. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Do you have like any uh, social media accounts? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatnot? Yeah, I'm on Facebook as uh, Mustin Music. Mm-hmm. So facebook.com slash Mustin Music. Um, but I love Twitter. Uh, come, come follow me on Twitter if you want to see pictures of my cat or t- listen to me talk about pizza or, uh, you know, make or retweet funny memes um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter as at Mustin M-U-S-T-I-N 
Okay. I, I do love Twitter. I'm on it every day. Yeah, Twitter is the best. Uh, same here. So, so yeah, go go check that out. So all the links uh, are in the podcast description for people listening to the podcast version of the show. Uh, also at Game Chops. So obviously for um, for for the, the actual you know uh, uh, editor uh, label of the the, the album. Um, mm-hmm. So at Game Chops on Twitter, and don't forget uh, Spin Dash Two is out now. Um, and we'll also share some links to that as well. Um, some some awesome awesome stuff here in, in this new album by Gabe Chops. Mustin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really fun to talk to you, to to get to know you a bit better. Uh, all the best for your future projects, and let us know when there's new Sega stuff as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. And so we'll uh, just uh, take a quick music break. We'll play another one of Mustin's requests. And then we'll have this week's edition of Memories of Sega. And we'll be right back with the After Hours segment right here on the Sega Lounge.
every week a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. We're keeping it nice and simple this week on Memories of Sega with Action Fighter, a shooter released on the Master System in 1986. Based on the arcade game of the same name, which clearly takes its inspiration from Spy Hunter, this game is a top-down shooter where you guide your transforming motorbike through five tough stages, each with its own end-of-level boss. It's not a bad little game, although there are definitely better out there. I first heard of this game when I saw a picture of a cover in an Argos catalogue. It completely passed me by. The cover, which is known for being quite bad, it was even featured in the Angry Video Game Nerds Bad Cover Art series a few Christmases ago, told me nothing about the game, and it wasn't one I particularly cared about either. Most of the reviews I saw for it were also quite mediocre as well. I eventually got to play the game at a friend's house, and while I wasn't massively impressed, I did find it moderately enjoyable, if very difficult. I was allowed to borrow the game, so I took it home for a little while to see if I could get anywhere else. That turned out to be a big no. As previously mentioned, the game sees you on an armed motorbike as you drive along blasting everything that moves. Occasionally you'll find a truck with SEGA written on it, which will give you a power-up when you drive in. You can also pick up letters from A to F, which will transform your bike. After collecting the first four letters, your bike turns into a car. Then, after the other two letters, you turn into a jet plane for the end of the stage, which then plays more like your average vertical shooter. That's pretty much it, though, but getting through the game is much easier than done. To this day, I still can't get off a first level. There are some special codes you can enter to make life a little easier, my favourite being special, which starts you with the car with fully powered up weapons. But it still proves a real brick wall. I bought my own copy of the game a few fair years ago, but I've only gotten vaguely better at it. I can get to the jet plane section in level 1 with no problem, but then things really start to get difficult and I can never go any further. Still, Action Fighter isn't a terrible game by any means, and it is one I enjoy. It's playable enough and it's the closest any Sega machine got to its own version of Spy Hunter, which was never ported to any of the systems. Not a game I'd really recommend, but it's decent enough. Memories of Sega interview and memories of sega this has been a very fun episode to do i hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the sega lounge we're back for the after hour segment so not too long to go until the end of this show um as you heard 
you can now get Spin Dash 2, a new Sonic the Hedgehog album by Game Chops. Uh, you can get it on most, uh, you know, online uh, music stores. Uh, the links will be shared on the podcast description. So if you're listening to the podcast, feel free to check that out and click away and support the good artists with uh, the purchase of the album. Uh, and if you're still on the fence, you still want to learn more, you want to listen to the tracks and whatnot, so why not tune in to Radio Sega tomorrow at 9 p.m. UK time, Western Europe time. Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy will have a very special episode tomorrow dedicated entirely to Spin Dash 2. So Rexy will have a listening party, so the whole 16 tracks will be played on Sega Mixer Drive tomorrow on Radio Sega starting at 9 p.m. Western Europe time. So that's 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to tune in and check that out. A really nice way to get you, you know, in the mood to purchase the amazing album that is Spin Dash 2. Apart from that, we have other live shows on forgetradiose.ga forward slash shows. Uh, the next one being, you know, a bit earlier tomorrow, so at 7 p.m. UK time, we have Topical Resort with Viper. Then uh, we have Sega Mixer Drive at 9 with Rexy, a listening party of Spin Dash 2. And, very, very important, tomorrow we'll see the return, the start of a new season of a show we like to call Last Call. Last Call returns tomorrow with first guest DJ of the season, Opus Science Collective. So we have a great show for you guys tomorrow after, uh, right after Sega Mixer Drive, so at around 11 p.m. UK time, depending on how long the, the listening party will go for. But afterwards, don't, uh, you know, don't tune out, don't turn off your radio because Radio Sega will bring back Last Call, first guest DJ of the season, Opus Science Collective. What an amazing season this will be. I hope you guys are excited because I am really, really excited for this new season of Last Call. Apart from that, uh, we have more shows on the weekend and just a quick uh, mention of my other show, The Manic Monday Show, which will have its finale episode uh, on Monday. So yeah, it's it's going to be very special and probably very emotional as well. Um, that's all I have to say right now, but be sure to tune in on Monday at 8pm UK time as per usual for the finale of the Manic Monday show. That being said, thank you so much for listening to the Sega Lounge. Don't forget to check out our other shows. Don't forget to check out our website. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. The Sega Lounge will take a short break uh, for a few weeks. We'll be back in August uh, and hopefully just in time for the release of Sonic Mania, uh, to have um, you know someone on the show to talk about Sega Forever and all of that, so you know, amazing things, exciting things await us when the Sega Lounge returns to the air to the airwaves in August. A big, 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 huge thank you to Shedded and the winner was you, my you know uh, regular contributors to the Sega Lounge awesome guys they do a great job with new desk and memories of sega and they will also be back in august when the sega lounge returns to radio sega until then 
I hope you guys have fun. Enjoy the break. Enjoy, you know, your holidays if you're on holiday. Enjoy work, whatever. Stay cool. Play video games. Play Sega games. Listen to Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7. Have fun. I leave you with one last track from Spin Dash 2 as picked by Mustin. This is Grimecraft's Chemical Plant Remix. I will see you all when I come back. Bye-bye! the show check out the full radio sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows radio sega playing the best sega music 24 7 